Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shearer, and you can find me on my blog, vacationpointers.com, or at my Instagram account, at vacation underscore pointers. And I'm Sam Holland, and you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com, or on Instagram at Almost Free Traveling. And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. All right, today we have a very exciting episode all about built rewards and the built card. And here to join us and tell us all about built is Richard Kerr. Richard, welcome to the show. Howdy, ladies. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. My pleasure. All right, so Richard, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, first and foremost, uh, big fan of all the content that y'all put out. I am guilty of listening to your episodes when I am commuting back and forth from my home in Atlanta to our office here in Manhattan. I am Senior Director of Travel at Built Rewards, so I manage all of our airline and hotel partnerships, and I work for our head of loyalty in designing the Built Loyalty Program. Uh, I've been in the points and miles space for over a decade now. Um, I'm only 21, so I started when I was 11. No, that's a lie. <laughs> um, but uh, I have a variety of roles. I, I ran and started a community. I worked at the Points Guy. I freelanced for about every major publication, and uh, I wanted to do something different. So I was able to uh, find out about Built uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, right before we launched, and you know, took all of my expertise and knowledge uh, over here. And instead of analyzing and writing, uh, I get to build Built, and it's a lot of fun. And I'm also a Walt Disney World annual pass holder. Tell us your Disney story. Why, why Disney? Do you love it? Do you have a favorite park? Um, wow, my Disney story. Um, if, I'm going to make my wife listen to this episode, and she's going to die laughing. <laughs> she makes fun of me for being a Disney adult, and I don't care anymore. I used to care. It's okay. No, you just have to embrace care. it. Yeah, I do. Well, I have a six- and eight-year-old now, so I have an excuse, and it's great. It does um, help. Yeah, it helps a lot. No, like I, I did start. Uh, I guess my I, I grew up grew up in Georgia, so Disney was a short hop down, and I went a couple times uh, growing up and um, through school and all that, but didn't let you on. Um, but I, I'll tell you, I'm a little spoiled. I'm a I'm a bougie Disney guy, so I, I like to do I like to do Disney bougie, and I explain that I've I've had the great luck and opportunity to. I started attending Disney media events in 2017. Like I got on the the special list, I guess, uh, whatever yeah, it was. I want to be on that list. Yeah, well, it was usually too. from writing somebody else's coattails, which I'm excellent at. <laughs> um, <laughs> and once I got to do kind of behind the scenes stuff and these previews and everything, um, I got the full Disney immersion. It started my first trip was the uh, Avatar, um, the Pandora opening. Um, mm-hmm. I got to go to the media event for that and ride flights of passage by myself with a bar outside so like we would go do a ride go outside have a glass of wine ride it again glass of wine ride it again regretted that horribly the next morning um <laughs> but i can imagine that one makes me sick without alcohol <laughs> um but i know i did that um did a few other trips and i and then i got you know through that made disney friends and it just kind of like became a thing that my disney friends and i did even though we live all over the country you started flying down to disney because there was like you know I've been like, I don't know, just not a beach guy. Um, I could go chill at the beach, but going and figuring out Disney um, was a lot more fun. So did a few of those boozy trips, got kind of into the Disney circle, started meeting friends. Um, 
And then once I figured out that it's kind of like points and miles where it's like a puzzle, like people are really mm-hmm. good at doing Disney and people are really bad at doing Disney. Um, I can't resist a, a puzzle to figure out. So just like I did professionally, I figured out loyalty programs, how to maximize points and miles very quickly. I had to learn how to, how to maximize Disney and went down the rabbit hole and I just can't seem to find my way out. Mm, love it. So would you say that Pandora bougie trip that you were on, was that your most magical Disney moment? It was because we had unlimited fast passes. <laughs> That's so, the really magical part. Yeah, that, that was. I was like, well, I can't ever do regular Disney again. Like this is, I have to figure out how to recreate this. I don't wait. I don't want to ever wait in another Disney line again. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that had me hooked. And then um, once I figured out that there was a system with you know with the old fast pass, rest in peace. Um, and that you know, it, I remember specifically a time where I think it really clicked for me. Um, I brought my son uh, with me. We did a daddy son trip. I think he was about four, and it was like you know, pick your three fast passes, and then by the, you know time you scan into the third one, you just go immediately pick the next one while you're waiting to get on the ride. And we rode Buzz Lightyear like four times in a row and passed the same family four times. And the dad finally grabbed me and was like, hey, man, I've, <laughs> I've you seen doing? you like, what are you doing? I was <laughs> like, oh, it's free. You just got to download the app and pick a fast pass. He's like, what? And I was like, oh, OK, like this is like. I know. Yeah. When you find out people are doing it the, like that way, you're like, no wonder you hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I think. I think it every time you go in the park now and you see these families of of 18 and they're matching t-shirts, 18 people there. And you're like, they walk in and like pick up the paper map and they're like, what should we do first? I, my uh-huh. heart just hurts for them. I, I know. Just, I cringe. And I'm like, if just, can I help you? Like, help me <laughs> help you. Like, <laughs> and I just, oh, I just, so I, I just never wanted to do that again. And uh, Disney is a financial and time investment. And if you're going to put that kind of investment into it, like, I don't understand why you wouldn't maximize it. So. All right, Richard, tell us about your points and miles background. I know you've worked in lots of different areas, like you said, freelanced for a lot of different blogs and things like that. But how'd you get into points and miles? How long have you been doing this? Points and miles came to me out of necessity. So when I was a young lad, but 22, I got out of college and went to the U.S. Navy and uh, became an officer on a submarine out in Seattle, Washington, and my home back in Atlanta. I remember it was uh, Christmas of 2010. I had been gone on a deployment. Hadn't seen my family in a year. On December 23rd, we came home. My captain said, uh, hey, those of you who don't have uh, what we call duty, didn't have to stay with the boat, can go home for Christmas. And I was like, thanks, sir. Do you know what a plane ticket costs? <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> on December 23rd to fly home on the 24th from Seattle uh-huh. to Atlanta. And like my wife and I looked it up and like, you know, we're young. We don't have any money. It's It was like it was like three grand for two economy oh rounds. And I was like, do I pay three grand and wipe out the savings? Or do I not see my family for another holiday season? And we paid the money. I remember sitting on that plane being like, just sitting there stewing, just couldn't stop tapping my foot. I was so irritated and was like, never again. There has to be a better way to do this. Um, Got to the old Google machine, found uh, Flyer Talk, which was the place back in the day before the Points of Miles blogs and no social media. Um, Took off and, and really just fell down the rabbit hole. And I'm a pretty skeptical and financially conservative person. Like if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Um, like fast pass. Oh, I miss it so much. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but once I got my firm member, I got a Delta gold card and a chase Sapphire preferred. Don't do that now, ladies and gentlemen, but right. I did that <laughs> back then. And once I got those sign up bonuses and booked the first award trip, like, uh, I was hooked immediately. And from Seattle, we went out to Japan for three years. 
Um, and obviously even more expensive to get family back and forth across or to go and explore as much as you want to. And I really went down the rabbit hole hard there. Um, and luckily was able to get, uh, credit cards mailed to bases. No problem. The U S postal service does that signed up for a lot of credit cards, got really good at points and miles and it just took off from there. Um, started teaching a class, uh, online. I would wake up at midnight in Tokyo for people, um, uh, back on the East coast and taught an online class of how to use points and miles. Cause so many people were asking, uh, from my Facebook post, which was the only deal then, you know, how are you guys doing this? I can look up your military pay chart and how much you make. You can't, af- uh-huh. you can't afford <laughs> this. My, I had security clearance and the security investigators, one of the forms you always have to fill out of your travel. And like my travel history, when I had to get re-interviewed for security clearance was always like, Okay, Lieutenant Kerr, you went to Singapore for 12 hours, Seoul for one day, Manila for a day and a half. You better start explaining. Like <laughs> It was like exactly what a drug runner would do. It was uh-huh. my travel history. So I was like, maybe I should start documenting this somewhere so I have some some evidence to, to back myself up. And, and one thing just led to another, um, from teaching a class to starting a Facebook group that before Facebook groups were a thing that took off. And um, I, I got picked up as a freelance writer from there and just, uh, started speaking at a first couple conferences and it just, just kind of snowballed from there. Um, yeah. yeah. So necessity what was your first big redemption? Do you remember? Oh yes, I do. It was in around the world trip for my wife's <laughs> birthday. Man, you so went big. We, we did. And this was back in the awesome days of the loose United routing rules and the loose U.S. Airways, where you could tell the agent how to price it. All oh, these days were fantastic. Uh, we went to Seattle to Hawaii. We stayed in Hawaii. Hawaii to Japan, saw Tokyo. Tokyo to Seoul, saw Seoul. Seoul to Frankfurt on Lufthansa first class. Um, and then first class on Lufthansa from Frankfurt back to Seattle. Uh, so all the way around the world and all that was in business or first class. And it was only 110,000 United Miles because of two open jaws um, and two stopovers allowed on a routing ticket. And it was that was like... I was so hooked after that. <laughs> oh my was, goodness. I that could done. be a whole other episode where you explain <laughs> all that. But, um, okay, really quick. Do you, have you ever used points for Disney? How do you feel yes. about that? Yeah. So the old days when city, um, used to give you 1.25 cents per point, it was a great mm-hmm. way. And like really the only way to get more than one cent per point, um, for Disney tickets and, and loved it. Uh, I used thank you points all the time for that. Um, which is why I was really motivated to try and recreate that uh, here at Built That Redemption Value, which we've been able to do. So absolutely. And I really wanted to give people a, a above average way to use points for Disney again. Yes. I, Richard, jumped on, I think, the tail end of that city 1.25. The, that was one of my first trips that I hacked back in 2019, I guess, was... Mm-hmm. Open city premier cards, earned the welcome bonuses, combined them together, called city and purchased, I think, three day park hoppers for my whole family using the points at 1.25. Nice. It was straight so to great. Disney. Straight to Disney City. Thank you, points. Yes, rest in peace. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. it's a really good segue into the built card um, because right now you really are the only person offering a 1.25 value for Disney in your portal. Isn't that right? Yes, Disney tickets, uh, international parks as well, and on-property hotels. Um, when we set that travel portal up powered by Expedia, I, I, <laughs> I stood hand over fist in those meetings as we were setting that up that the, the theme parks would be included. Uh, it was really important to me. Um, it was just a point of pride that I, that I wanted the program to have. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, we uh, are when Chase had the, had, was powered by Expedia. I wish it still was. Yeah. 
it, it was. Now they have their own proprietary portal, and sadly, Disney went away too. Um, it sure did. So we are the only people right now. Um, and it's uh, yeah, my built my personal built points have already gone uh, to Disney uh, through our through our travel portal. Well, tell us more about how the built card came to be. Yeah, so if you're not familiar with the built card, is it is a no annual fee uh, card that allows people to earn points on rent for no fee. So until now, you've never been able to pay your rent with a credit card and earn points. That was that was the genesis of the program. So the built card is actually just the co-branded card of the built rewards loyalty program. Uh, I work for the loyalty program. We happen to have our own co-branded card. That's what people will get to know us for. But built rewards is a loyalty program for the largest multifamily housing buildings in the country now. Um, if you go in any major uh, metropolitan area and you see those big apartment buildings everywhere, they're most likely in what we call the Built Rewards Alliance um, because we have all the companies that own all those buildings using Built now. So their residents log into their payment portal to pay rent and they they pay their rent with their checking account through the Built Rewards program and they earn points. So um, like we were talking in the pre-show, you do not have to have the Built card to earn Built points if you live in the Built Rewards Alliance. And then we also offer just regular basic members promotions um, to earn points. There's ways to earn points. Just if you download our app and join, even if you own a mortgage, you can, you can earn free built points through our promotions. We do every month uh, called rent day. We give you points for just linking your travel, um, accounts, uh, lots of different promotions and, and more to come. So built rewards loyalty program out of that, we said, you know, anybody should be able to pay their rents. Um, so if you don't live in the built rewards Alliance, you can use the built card uh, to pay any landlord in the country. We'll either mail them a check or we turn your built card uh, into a routing number and a checking account number. You can pay your landlord via ACH. And uh, all of this is free. The card's no annual fee. The program's no fee. There's no fee to mail a check. There's no fee to pay via ACH. No fee, no fee. And uh, there really is no catch. That's everybody's next question. So, Richard, Wells Fargo has been in the news a little bit. And I think that's the bank that you're card is with if i'm not mistaken so how do you when you see the bank that you're associated your business is associated with in the news and it might not be good news i don't know how do you process that yeah wells fargo does uh, issue the built card so they uh, think about it this way we control the rules for the built loyalty program and they control the mechanics of issuing and, and underwriting and servicing a credit card so the nuts and bolts of credit card they do the nuts and bolts of loyalty is what we do um and look a couple of things about that is um, I think all of the banks in the United States have faced their challenges. I think Wells Fargo, because of their track record, uh, is underneath the spotlight a, a little bit more than everybody else. But again, going back to 2008, um, I think the entire American public lost a lot of trust and confidence in the entire banking and mortgage industry. Uh, what I take resolving with Wells Fargo is the uh, personal credit uh, which we operate in personal credit card business was never under any scrutiny. I believe it was all uh, the mortgage business and deposit account business. Um, but I can tell you after sitting in countless meetings now with Wells Fargo that they take that situation so serious and they're so sensitive to it now. And their entire goal is to do right by their customers and recover their reputation. That's in everything that they do from the business side. It's like they're looking at it with what is in the best interest of our customers uh, so we don't repeat any of the behaviors in the past. And, and they really are sincere and serious about it. So I sat in a few of those meetings where that was specifically addressed and was like, okay, like they are absolutely on the right path here. And luckily it's never affected our line of business. Um, so I've been impressed by what I've seen from the folks at Wells Fargo and they've been great partners um, and everybody's really happy with the bill card. So they're obviously performing to their part of the agreement. Um, so 
I I feel like everybody else does that the things that occurred in the past should never have occurred. Um, but I'm pretty confident that that's not going to be affecting our business uh, anytime in the future. Well, Richard, I'm sold on this card for renters. How about for homeowners? Is there is it still a beneficial card for someone like me who owns a home? Yeah, sure. Um, so we, we get asked probably 10,000 times a day if you can use as a built card to uh, pay your mortgage. And the answer to that is not yet. Ooh. Not yet. Okay. Uh, you can use built points towards the, the down payment uh, of a home. So if you want to move from renter to home ownership, which the path to home ownership is very important to us, we report all on-time rent payments to all three credit bureaus for free. So we're building our members' credit scores so they can get a more affordable mortgage if they ever decide to move into it. You can redeem points towards the down payment at 1.5 cents each, so a rather rich redemption um, for that. So if you just follow the the logical progression of the business and a consumer that moves through our life cycle, once they move to mortgages, we don't want to lose them as a customer. So it, it would probably make a lot of sense if mortgages um, came into the business. So uh, my answer to that is not yet. But uh, okay. besides that, the bill card has the same value proposition as a Chase Sapphire Preferred. We just don't have an annual fee. It's 3x on dining, 2x on travel, 1x on everything else. Um, and we have the, the built travel portal, 1.25 cents per point redemption. The same if you have a Chase Sapphire Preferred. We are a World Elite MasterCard with travel protections. We have primary car collision damage waiver for your rental car insurance. We have cell phone insurance. Um, it's and for no annual fee. Um, so my question, my, my answer is yes. And then our, our points, we have more transfer partners. Um, than Chase does. And we have very valuable transfer partners, some that Chase has and uh, others they don't, like American Airlines. Um, so I, I would really legitimately, and people are like, yeah, he works for Built, but like I stand behind the product that we built here. And I really think it is the best no annual fee card out there. And earning points on rent is icing on the cake for if you happen to be a renter. All right. Well, I'm excited about the potential of uh, the not yet for mortgages. <laughs> yet. I've, heard, I've heard Richard say that before. And I, so I have been telling people that because they ask me all the time. Can yeah. I pay my mortgage on this card? And I say, not yet. I'm not very yet. hopeful about it too. <laughs> yeah, that's very exciting. And can you tell us more about rent day? You, I know a little bit about it. You mentioned it just now. Yes. Um, so look, the first of every month for renters is a terrible day, right? <laughs> when rent is due. Nobody likes paying that largest monthly expense and until now getting nothing back. So we thought, would it be a really cool brand moment if we gave all of our members a reason to be excited for rent day? So on the first of every month, uh, we've we've branded it rent day. Uh, usually starts about four or five days before the first of every month. A new tab appears in the Built Rewards app. Again, you don't need the Built card to access any, or experience any of this. You can sign up for a free Built Rewards account and download our app um, and experience this. But uh, the rent day tab will open up. It'll show the month's promotions. There are a few things that we're going to do every single month. We do double points on the first of every month. So that's 3x on dining becomes 6x on dining, 2x on travel becomes 4x on travel, and then 1x becomes 2x on everything else for everything you buy on the first of every month, which is great. Like, go to your favorite restaurant, wait until the first to book your plane tickets or your cruise. Um, and remember, even if you do that, you're going to get the bill travel protections for trip cancellation and delay. So on top of that, we like to spice it up a little bit because we don't really follow the playbook of what everybody else does. So some other things we've done with our travel partners on rent day. Uh, we did our first transfer bonus back on December 1st uh, to ISG is 100% transfer bonus. So one built point becomes two ISG points. On November 1st, we gave the opportunity for every built member to get United status via challenge. So you get status for four months. And if you want to extend that all the way until January of 24, certain wickets you had to meet. And uh, it's really fun that I get to go to our travel partners and we get to cook up uh, these ideas. And we have some, some really cool, uh, awesome things coming. 
2023. Um, like you should expect more status challenges. You should expect more transfer bonuses. And I'm not talking 10, 15, 20% transfer bonuses. Like we like that hundred number a lot. And so we're excited about some of the places your points are going to get to be doubled. Um, and rent day has been great. We do, we give away three, three, three members get free months of rent. Uh, we have a social aspect to it with influencers coming and you have to fill out a puzzle. We do a points quest trivia game where if you just download the app and answer the questions, you get free points. Again, no credit card required for that. So even if you just create a free built account, you can earn free built points uh, every single month on our point quest game on rent day. So rent day has been a lot of fun to plan. It's been really well received and we really want people to be excited about, uh, you know, as close as they can be as excited to paying rent. Yeah, I, I did the United uh, status match thing through i don't have a built card but i did participate <laughs> so yeah, i'm should, flying right? united it's... at the end of the month and i'm excited to see <laughs> if i get my upgrade yeah that's great and i've had it's like it's so rewarded people send me dms screenshots text messages of their the screenshots of their upgrades on united over the last couple months from the build status and it's just it's really fun to get to do something that people appreciate and get tangible value from um and it's free i mean it's free for you guys like so yeah, yeah please everybody participate So you've mentioned a couple of times, Richard, that you don't have to have a built card or even live in a built property to earn built points. So really anyone could be earning built rewards. Can you talk more about the different ways? Yeah. Um, so we want people to engage with the program and be excited about it, whether you're a renter or not. If you're a renter, it's a no-brainer. Like if you rent, you should participate in built rewards, either live in an alliance building or have the card. Uh, but there's a few ways uh, to get points, even if you're not a built member. Um, so one is every time you link a, your built account to one of our transfer partners, and we have 14 now, two hotels and 12 airlines, we give you 100 points. So that's 1,200 free points right there. Um, you can get 650 points on the first of every month through rent day. So if you sign up for an account, link all of your um, uh, travel accounts, and then do point quests, like you're going to have 2,000 free built points, which become uh, 2,000 high points, or it becomes, you know, uh, $22.50 towards Disney tickets. Like it's just participate. And then if you get in our mailing list, we routinely have things that occur, occur on our Instagram and our Instagram stories on social media, on our TikTok, where you have the ability to get points. Like there's people who do not have the card uh, who own a house and they have several thousand built points just from participating in our different promotions. And we always have something up our sleeve. So everybody download the app, create a free account, uh, link your link your uh, travel accounts, participate in the in the point quest on February 1st, or by the time this airs, maybe March 1st, uh, and just get your free bill points. Okay, and what if I've heard a few stories from people who said they tried to pay their rent and it didn't work. I don't know what that means, it didn't work, but I also heard people saying, I tried to pay my rent with my built card, it didn't work, but built made sure that I got reimbursed anyway. So can you tell us about what those kind of snags have been that you're ironing out to make sure anyone can pay their rent? Yeah, I would love to hear that as well, because <laughs> it should definitely work. Um, if your landlord takes an ACH payment or a check, then um, I would love to hear, you know, what, what the, what the problem was. Um, the most common thing that we've seen is maybe uh check doesn't show up, right? We mail at USPS first class mail. So unfortunately things happen with the mail, uh, a landlord misses it, um, check gets sent to the wrong address, the check never shows up is probably the most common thing, which is why we love for everybody to pay with what we call the built virtual account, which is ACH payment. Um, but I, 
what I love about working here is uh, we have the best head of customer service. He's literally right. I'm in the office here in Manhattan. He's right below my feet, and he has just an army of customer service agents that are all on the desk downstairs, and they will 100% make you whole. Like if you have a problem, if something happens to your check, if uh, there's all kinds of things, like we do absolutely everything we can to make sure that that good customer service goes along with the product because you know, all three of us can probably name some brands that are really good at customer service and really bad at customer service. And that makes or breaks the brand. So, um, I love the people downstairs, uh, here on the floor below me. And if you have any problems like that, they will resend a check and then they'll probably give you points that say, I'm sorry. And then they'll follow up with you a few days later to make sure that everything got taken care of. Um, and it's all done through chat feature in the app as well. Um, so yeah, we really try hard to have a good customer service experience. Next generation of renters who, uh, want to travel who are all right let's talk sign up bonuses Phil doesn't have one <laughs> in the conversation all right you guys have a good day see you later <laughs> <laughs> we're asking you all the hard stuff today yeah um you're right um we don't have one and we're not gonna have one and some people may be like oh i don't need this card um, but let's talk about uh, philosophy of sign-up bonuses. So first of all, if you're a renter, we give you, in my opinion, a perpetual sign-up bonus every single year for no annual fee that you're not going to get anywhere else. So again, if you're a renter, up to 50,000 points a year that you literally cannot get anywhere else, and they happen to be, in my opinion, the most valuable points that are out there, whether you want to do Disney, whether you want to travel, buy a house, whatever. So we have, in our opinion, a, a bonus of 50,000 points a year. But when it comes strictly to a sign-up bonus, those are those are marketing hooks. They're acquisition um, tools. And if you look at what's happened in the space of American credit cards, these sign-up bonuses uh, have gotten out of hand. Now, I've benefited tremendously from them. I'm sure you have mm -hmm. as well. Absolutely. Um, and I will continue to benefit from them. But it's not a sustainable business to offer a huge credit card sign-up bonus. Have your members spend that three, five, six thousand dollars $6,000. You get that sign-up bonus, and then that card is never used again the card goes in the drawer because it's not a compelling product. And that doesn't make money for the issuing bank, right? So when you look at a no annual fee card, and if you look at a customer acquisition cost, like if I gave you 50,000 built points plus a $200 statement credit with no annual fee in return, I mean, this is just not a sustainable model. Like it's a race to the bottom, right? The only way that Chase and Amex get people to sign up for the cards is we have to throw you at least a six-figure sign-up bonus now. That customer acquisition cost is off the charge for those banks in the break-even time uh, is just massive to get their money back. And for most people, right, we, we've all seen people that are, like, getting my 12th business platinum card. It's like, holy smokes, like, American Express has got to be losing so much money um, doing that. And I really don't know how they sustain it or if these banks are just looking to show off, look at how many new accounts we got and much less whether these accounts are profitable or not. But look, we're a startup and we have to make money. And I'm, I'm happy mm -hmm. to say today we are a profitable business. And because the product is so compelling, because there is no alternative, like we're getting people super excited about what we're doing. We're getting plenty of new card holders. We're getting plenty of uh, great press. We're getting a lot of new people in the door uh, as built members. And we've just proven that if you build the products and you build the customer experience through our app first rate and first class and, and best in class, everything, then a sign up bonus just becomes a really expensive cost that we don't need to offer. Um, so I know that's not what the points and miles people want to hear. Trust me, I'm one of them, but um, I'm never going to solve for the gamers and I'm not trying to solve for the gamers. I'm trying to solve for 
customers who pay rent every month and want something in return or for customers who want the best no annual fee credit card um, and are going to be, you know, with us for the long haul. So I'm not really interested in giving people 60,000 points and having them put the card in the drawer and never use it again. Like it's just not a sustainable business model. Fair enough. Yeah, Yeah. fair enough. I I would love to offer a sign up bonus, but, and maybe one day we'll have to, but our plans right now is, is not to do that. So Well, I want to ask a little bit more about the transfer partners because I actually think it's a pretty compelling part of what you offer. I mean, Kim, they transfer to Hyatt. Come on. I know. Hyatt is your favorite. So you're going to need to start. <laughs> Hyatt for life. Points. Hyatt for life. Join the, join the bandwagon. It's, yeah. It's, the weather's totally. <laughs> but the other one, and you mentioned this, is American Airlines, who I feel like with their points and loyalty and everything program in their shopping portal they've become really competitive and i love american airlines because it's part of one world and i'm an alaska flyer so talk about that partnership <laughs> yeah like they've been great um it's it was a huge win for us and it's a huge win for for american um so the reason all these airline and hotel programs want to work with us is uh they have a bit of a problem if you look at the average age of uh, a loyalty program member. Uh, it's not in the twenties and it's not in the thirties. The people um, who are traveling are getting older and who are, who are hard hitters in these loyalty programs and airlines and hotels need a way to reach the next generation to get them involved. And really what better way is it than uh, and can market to all the built members. So we said, Hey, uh, American airlines, we can bring you the next generation of loyalty members. We'll get them, you know, signed up in American advantage. They're built they can pay rent and then transfer to American and fly just by paying rent. And all the partners have said, that sounds great to us. And it's been a great success so far uh, to be able to put this, this group of partners together. But uh, American has been awesome. We're doing some really cool stuff with them in 2023. So please stay tuned for, for some of the cool things that we have planned there. Um, we have a cool new feature in the app where if a built member is not an American Advantage member, they can simply tap a single button on our travel tab and it rolls them in Advantage and it immediately links their built-in Advantage account. So within five seconds, you go from not having an American account to being ready to transfer your points over to American. Um, and I agree with you. American's a great program. I'm, I'm an executive platinum. I fly them between Atlanta and uh, New York uh, every single time I come up here, which is uh, two or three times a month. And uh, it's, it's really cool. Um, and yeah, everybody wants to know how... How are we able to do that? Because nobody else can transfer to American. And um, it uh, is a great story that I'm not going to be able to tell here. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it another one of your passion projects? Kind of like getting making sure that Disney was 1.25 in the portal. Was it something personal to you with American? Um, no, American was actually done before I even came on board. Um, that was one of the things I saw kind of in the pitch deck to me when I was thinking about coming to be an employee and i went holy cow you guys have american like how did you do that mm-hmm. um and it, it was just really um just kind of another selling point that that what they had going on here at the time it built when there was only i think i was employee number 19 and now we're almost to 100 just a year and a half later like it's crazy wow um, something cool that they had going on but i i i, I spent a lot of time uh, making sure that um we keep our great partners over there at american and dallas uh, pretty happy Can you tell us a little bit more about the story of how built came to be and how the card came to be? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's well worth a uh, Google for everybody to go Google our founder. His name is Ankur Jain, A-N-K-U-R. He is 33. 
probably the smartest, sharpest uh, human being that I've ever been around. Uh, this is one of multiple companies he's already founded and exited. Um, and he was living in San Francisco at the time and said, paying massive rent in Silicon Valley. And it was like, it is absolutely crazy that I have to pay this much rent and get nothing back. And it's really crazy how hard it is for the next generation of people his age to become homeowners. And he was like, there's got to be something that we can do about that. Um, and they came up with, what if we made a loyalty program uh, for apartment complexes and kind of went down that path. And the biggest hurdle that they had to overcome actually was after the housing crisis of 2008, uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and the U.S. government said there are very specific things that you can use to fund a down payment on a house. And loyalty points is not one of them. So uh, having a credit card, having a travel program was nowhere on our founder's radar. He just wanted to create a loyalty program with points that you could use for down payment on a house. And the government was like, you can't do that. Not because there's anything wrong with it, but because the people who made the regulations after 2008 never thought to put loyalty points as a funding source for uh, for. Um, funding a down payment on a home. So in true Anker Jane fashion, again, Google the guy somehow because he uh, knows everybody, probably the most connected human being in the entire world, gets a meeting with Secretary Ben Carson, who is the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, uh, and uh, Secretary Munchen, who is the Secretary of the Treasury, and pitches built to two of the sitting members of the U.S. Cabinet. <laughs> and they, so I don't know how he does these things. Um, and about a year later, after working with their staffs, we have actually the letter here in the office. He got a letter from uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac that said, Mr. Jane, after careful consideration, we've decided to add, you know, loyalty points as an approved funding source for mortgages on down payment on a home. And, and from there, it kind of went, well, we got regulatory approval to do this, so how do we really take it to the next level? And that's when he started calling in uh, all the big shots and the big guns. We have one of the top uh, home ownership experts in the entire world that knows more about mortgages and down payment assistance programs and government regulations than anybody. We have my boss, Dave Canty, is the head of loyalty. He's been building loyalty programs for 30 years. He started SPG. He started JetBlue TrueBlue. He ran IHG Hotels and Resorts, the largest loyalty program in the world before he came to build. Um, and our founder just had the foresight and the right connections to bring these people together to say, hey, how do we build the best loyalty program for the next generation? Um, and it, it's really, really something. <laughs> I can just tell you that. Awesome. Well, we have a couple more Disney questions we want to ask you. Yes, let's do it. Okay. Well, first of all, we just want to know what your favorite ride is. My favorite ride <clears throat> is Big Thunder Mountain Railroad because it is my daughter and son's favorite ride. And we go on it five, six, seven times every time we go. Um, and I just have a blast with them on it. Wait until you ride it at Paris Disneyland. That's Oh, yeah. I, I told everybody. It's only yeah, by the time this airs, I would have gone to Disneyland Paris for the first time. So we're headed there the first week of February. And I'm super excited about it. And saw okay. your your teaser yesterday. You're going to give me the whole guide to it because I need all the deets. I need all the deets. <laughs> I'm kind of intimidated that you're about to get my newsletter, to be honest. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I don't. I literally have not had time to do any research besides redeem belt points for Disneyland tickets. Like, I got to know where to stay. I got to know how much, like, I do I have to prepare myself as hard as I do in Orlando to get on all the rides, like, you know, where, you know, all that stuff. Um, all right. So well, I'll do my best. But you, <laughs> de uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is my number one ride at those parks. So make sure you ride that one multiple times. Done. Done and okay. done. All right, Richard, if you could be any Disney character, who would you be <laughs> and why? 
Oh. These are the uh, hard-hitting questions that everybody yeah, said, needs to know said, the answers to. Yeah, I could talk about sign-up bonuses and international <laughs> banking regulations, but what could Disney nope. character do with you? I don't know. I, I read this when you sent it to me, and I was like, gosh, I've never actually thought about this. I think I want to be Buzz Lightyear uh, because I love space and I love flying, so uh, I would be Buzz Lightyear. Good one. Yeah. I seriously love hearing what people say because no one ever answers the same thing on these questions. Kim and I love bringing you Disney content every week. Thanks for showing your support by using the credit card affiliate links in the show notes. It costs you nothing and means everything to us. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of the Disney Points podcast, where we'll unpack another way to save on your next Disney vacation. See you real soon. Thank you.